Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're going to learn about the incredible life of an astronomer who has a galaxy named after her. How do you get a galaxy named after you? Marshall the Galaxy has a real nice ring to it, so I'd like to get started on that project. <laughs> we'll find out when we follow Birgen Mutlu Paktil on her journey from Turkey to America and all the way to her galaxy and back. Birchin Mutlu Paktil is one of the friendliest astrophysicists you'll ever meet. I love speaking, talking, and like hanging out with people. She has an easy laugh and a constant smile. Her path to the stars began when she was young with a very common homework assignment. Everything started with a middle school assignment. Wait, so let me guess. Was it the thing where she was adding fractions and you have to do the thing where it's like one half plus one half is how many halves? And so not... inspiring so yeah. many kids. Definitely. <laughs> Virgin was asked to write an essay about her role model. In order to write the essay, she had to find one. I thought to myself, okay, who I want to be? And I then said, I want to be the cleverest person on earth. <laughs> Well, the cleverest person on Earth. I mean, if I guess she means she wants to be the smartest person on the planet. That's like, it's not a bad goal. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't know who was the smartest person on the planet. But her older sister always seemed to have answers to every question. I asked my sister, who is that person? Who is the cleverest person? She said, I don't know, maybe Einstein, just check it out. <laughs> Einstein? I mean, what did he do? Just come up with a theory that completely changed all of physics? <laughs> Pretty smart. I guess. Birchin took her sister's advice. I started to read about him. And more I read, more I love the science he did. Birchin wrote the assignment about Einstein, but really he wasn't her role model. I didn't admire Einstein because he was Einstein. I admired the science itself. She wasn't super into the crazy white hair. <laughs> no, Einstein was more like a doorway into science. Once she'd walked through it, she didn't want to leave. And my sister saw the interest that I have to the science. Borjan's sister decided to encourage her by buying her more books. Nice big sister. The books were about astrophysics, with pages about black holes, galaxies, and dark matter. I was really curious, what are those and how they can exist, why we cannot have them on Earth, <laughs> like how we cannot touch these things. I mean, I don't know how much our listeners have read about black holes, but everything I've heard means you don't even really want to get close to one, <laughs> let alone touch it. <laughs> it's kind of like leaning over the side of the lion display. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't do it. <laughs> don't climb into the lion cage. Don't touch a black hole if there's one at the zoo. <laughs> but these books were kind of like a black hole for Borchin in a good way. Because what she learned inside became the focus of her life. These things for my child mind became so huge. I became so curious. I just want to learn more. I just said, like, I want to do this for all of my life. <laughs> Borchin wanted to discover even more than the books could teach her. She wanted to become an astronomer. 
She didn't know then how far the journey would take her or all the obstacles she would face. But she knew that education was the way to get there. I always seen the education is the like ultimate thing to reach my dreams. So where did that idea come from? It came from her parents because they didn't have the opportunity to go to school. My parents didn't get education beyond fifth grade. Borchin's parents had to drop out of school to work and make money for their families. Her father often talked about who he could have been and what he could have done if only he'd gotten an education. Oh, so he wanted his daughters to have what he didn't have. Exactly. So Borchin's father and mother were willing to do whatever it took to help her follow her dream. Whenever I said I want to do something, they always supported me to the end. The first step on that road was to find a university where she could study physics. And the only university that had physics classes was in another city. So she had to move away from home. Yeah, and that was an issue because children in Turkey usually live at home until they get married. So family, friends, and neighbors told her parents, You don't know what she's doing. But they didn't care. They said she can do whatever she wants to do. So I guess for her, moving away could have been a problem. But because her parents were awesome, it wasn't. Yes. But there was a much, much bigger problem waiting for her when she got to the university. And it had to do with how she chooses to dress. So I am a hijabi woman. Being a hijabi woman means that Birchin wears an Islamic headscarf to cover her head and hair for religious reasons. They're really common for Muslim women like Birchin. At the time in Turkey, there was a hijab ban. A hijab ban? So that means that she wasn't allowed to wear a hijab, right? Right. Why? It was for political reasons. Most people in Turkey are Muslim, but the government in Turkey didn't want women to wear anything that showed their religious beliefs. In a government places or any education institutions, you cannot show any signs of religion, which includes hijab. This law meant that many hijabi women did not go to school even though they wanted to. Wow. So I guess that means it was hard for women to get an education. Yes. But remember, Borchin was raised to do whatever it takes to get an education. So she got creative, wearing other things to cover her head that weren't the traditional scarf. But it wasn't the same. She knew that who she was, her identity, was not accepted in the university. I am one of a few female uh, students. I am also like struggling with these identity crises and I didn't feel welcomed. I didn't feel in place. This feeling made it hard for her to focus on the science. Obviously, you need to focus, you need to study, you need to read, you need to dedicate yourself. But most of her energy for studying was already taken up by being so unhappy that she couldn't be who she really was. It takes a lot from you. Borchin decided she couldn't become an astronomer in Turkey. So she decided to take a big, brave new step on her path. She went to a university in the United States. Wow. So if it was like a big deal to study outside her city, it must have been a huge deal to study in another country, which is thousands of miles away. Yes. But to Borchin, 
all those changes, all those struggles, like speaking a new language, meeting new people, were a relief. Compared to what I lived, that was welcoming. Like, I felt, okay, I can be who I am. In Turkey, Burcin couldn't be who she was. And while things were not perfect in the U.S., she was free to live as she really wanted to. Of course, there are sometimes nasty looks or something or curious looks, but it is okay. At least they are not forcing me to like take off my scarf or anything like that. In the U.S., Fortune felt free to finally focus on her science, and she got right down to it. I started to get interested in galaxy formation. Fortune wanted to learn how galaxies, systems of stars and other objects in space, come to be. And pretty early on, she spotted a really weird galaxy. It looked like nothing anyone had ever seen before. What did it look like? It has, as she says, a... Ball of stars at the center. This ball of stars was like a perfect circle. I wish I had like a giant ball of stars. Sounds awesome. Yeah, and there's more. They discovered something surrounding the ball. There's a ring of stars. So there's a ring of stars too? It's like super high-end luxury item. The galaxy appeared to be a bright dot with a bright circle around it. This was really weird. No one had seen a galaxy that looked like this before. So Borchin kept looking closer. Then when I studied more, we discovered that, in fact... There is another ring very close to the central body. Wait, so there's another ring between the ball and the ring? So I guess it looks like a space bullseye. Yes. So, like, we had a hard problem explaining the outer ring initially. Now we have a second ring, which is also very symmetric, but very faint. This was a big deal, because rings are usually connected to the center of a galaxy. No one could explain how a galaxy with two unconnected rings came to be. We were really puzzled, like, how this can be? Borchin didn't have the answers to these questions, but she wrote a scientific paper describing what she had discovered. And this strange, never-been-seen-before type of galaxy got a name. And now this galaxy commonly referred to as Burchin's galaxy. I like the way she says, like, Burchin's galaxy so casually. Like, she's just like, oh, you know, it's just my galaxy. It's no big deal. commonly referred to as my name, as when my we, galaxy. When we meet someone from there, will they know that's what they're <laughs> called? Are they called Burchinites? <laughs> I hope so. Burchin got another kind of recognition for discovering the galaxy, too. Then uh, I get several awards after this. One of them uh, was from Turkey. Okay, so the country that made it super hard for her to study still gave her an award. Yeah, there is actually no longer a hijab ban in Turkey. It was ended for reasons like what Borchin had experienced. But Borchin is still living in the United States. So her parents, who had supported her dreams to the end, got to get her award for her. My parents went to the award ceremony and take the awards uh, on stage. They were crying. They were like, oh my God, it was so emotional. Borchin watched the ceremony over a live video stream. To be able to see their pride 
uh, on the stage. It was priceless, yeah. Wow, I mean, I can certainly imagine that. After the ceremony, Borchin talked to her dad. He told her that he'd finally felt a part of what he had been missing his entire life. I felt like I mattered, he said, and I, I felt, oh my God, wow, Dad, you matter a lot. <laughs> So Borchen's success was really her family's success, too. Yes, they'd supported her down a really difficult path, but it paid off. Borchen made a huge important discovery. I'd say. It's not just anyone who can spot a galaxy no one has ever seen before. Yeah, at the same time as she's discovering more about the universe, Borchen is trying to be a role model for other people who want to be scientists but feel like they don't fit in. She gets messages from them looking for help and advice. They belong to this identity, but they don't see anyone with this identity being successful. So they question their capability constantly. And I'm trying to say, oh no, don't feel like this and you can be anything you wanna be. That's why Borchin wants to share her story not just of her discovery, but of her journey, because she hopes other people with diverse identities and stories can find their own way into science. Not just showing one side of it, but also showing the spectrum, diversity, people who can change the world would make the huge impact. So it's like uh, Borchen adds diversity to the world of scientists, and she discovered a galaxy that adds diversity to the universe. Yes, and just as Borchen's galaxy changes our ideas of what galaxies can look like, learning about scientists from different identities and backgrounds changes our ideas of what scientists can look like. And I think that's pretty cool. So what would your galaxy look like? Draw a picture of the galaxy that you dream of discovering. Learn about the different types of galaxies. And then use your imagination to draw something that's never been seen before. Bonus points for drawing yourself in the picture and then sending it to us. We'd love to see it. Thanks to Borchen Mutlu Paktil, astrophysicist at the University of Chicago. Borchin is an if-then ambassador. If-then seeks to further advance women in science, technology, engineering, and math by empowering current innovators and inspiring the next generation of pioneers. This episode is made possible by an if-then mini-grant from Erica Hamden, professor of astrophysics at the University of Arizona. If you want to hear more from our interview with Borchen, listen to our special bonus interview episode available for patrons who pledge $1 or more a month on patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. We'll also have free resources on our website, including a TED Talk by Borchen and photos of her proud parents at the awards ceremony, as well as resources to find those different types of galaxies. That's all on sciencepodcastforkids.com. Claire Glendening is our intern. Sarah Robertson-Lentz made the episode art and is our head of partnerships. 
I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this show. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I made all of the music. Tumble is a production of Tumble Media. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery.